Welcome to Last in Line Podcast, where we are highlighting, showcasing, and spotlighting great leaders of faith who have overcome adversity, cultivated resilience, and served others in a significant capacity. So settle in and be encouraged by this episode of Last in Line Podcast. Gentlemen, I want to welcome Justin Mena to Last in Line Podcast. Justin is an actor. He's a TV host, a fitness model. He's been on the show uh, on NBC, American Ninja Warrior. He uh, has worked with some of the industry's top producers and production companies. Um, he has been on several major network TV shows, national and international commercials. Um, he is currently a guest uh, host of the Home Shopping Network. Um, but he's most importantly, he's very open about his faith in Christ. And he actually is very uh, passionate about fear and not only pursuing it, but overcoming and conquering fear. And he loves God. He is focused on his body, fitness, faith. He's he's big into people, watching them, helping them, encouraging them to win. And I'm just honored I uh, haven't known him long, but I'm honored to have him here because he feels like he's genuine, he's authentic, and that's what we want here. And I am honored to bring him. To help me welcome Justin Mena to Last in Line Podcast. Justin Mena, welcome to Last in Line Podcast. Go. It's an honor to be here, man. I know there's going to be some nuggets from this that people are going to resonate with. And I'm looking to finding out what those nuggets are too, man. It's going to be great. Uh, and, and since you brought it up, I'm going to ask you, what do you hope that guys are better at after they walk away from this conversation? What do you hope someone's going to take from it? Not even knowing where we're going with this, just kind of an idea of what you're passionate about and what your, what your heart feels. What, what's a takeaway? What's a walk away win for somebody today? I would say that there is a lot of strength and vulnerability, and it is a gift that God has given men to be strong, masculine, but also to have a side that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to be the one always in charge, leading the way. We're meant to lead like Jesus, and Jesus followed and did everything that his father did. Mm -hmm. So he led the way. So I want to follow in the footsteps of great leaders, great mm -hmm. men and women who lead well in certain certain areas of influence. And then so I can be the best example I can be, because if I'm not practicing what other people are doing, then I, you know, and I believe in that I'd be a hypocrite. So I just, right. I want to learn from good leaders right now. And then I speak from areas where I've actually seen a good difference in or speak uh, from, from things that I've learned from other people and say, Hey, this is what I would suggest mm -hmm. uh, and just be authentic with it. Yeah. I like it. I mean, that's where we're, that's where we go here is, is through, through the town of authenticity. We, we go right through it. Uh, and we're, we're pretty upfront about everything and, and yeah, we're not afraid to show a little bit of vulnerability, show a little bit of, uh, weakness, weakness, in a in the, the sense that, yeah, I may not know the answer. Or, yeah. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all together. I mean, I decrease God increases and he's, he's strong when I'm weak. And so, you know, yes. that, all that. So, so I'm okay with, with not knowing everything and not having everything together because I know a God that does, um, man, I'm glad to have you here. I've been watching your stuff and I know you, we've had some mutual guests on our, on our podcast and 
man, it looks like great minds think alike. We pursue some of the same people and there's just good guys out there doing good stuff. And, and man, I appreciate you uh, sharing your encouragement and, and sharing the word. Um, I, I do want to have a little fun with you before we dive into some of this. Uh, I've got some, it. I love it. got some complete the sentences uh, for you and I'm going to throw some stuff out and this is you speaking and I want you to take it wherever you want to go. Uh, so I'll give you the first one. It's a softball. It'd be easy. Uh, all right. This year, I feel like God is showing me blank. First thing that comes to mind is he is showing me that if I can, it sounds cliche, but if I can truly put him first, Hmm. he can open up the dreams and desires that I have um, without me having to perform for them. Hmm. I I, I truly believe that. Uh, I believe it's very easy. And I'm speaking from personal experience and maybe other people can relate to this. It's so easy for me to work hard and realize, oh, wow, I worked for that. But what if I could put God first and work hard toward that where it doesn't make sense for the other things to, to happen, like the supernatural things? That doesn't mean you don't work toward things, ask for things or pursue them. But if I can truly put God first and say, God, these are my dreams and desires for a relationship. These are my desires for this TV show that I'm working on that God's put in my heart. This is, these are my desires in a business and coaching. This is what it looks like. God, what if I put you first and, and declare that there would be uh, success in that. And then what if I said, God, if it's not in your will and you wanted to do something totally different, if you wanted to change the name, if you wanted to flip the script, I am okay with that. God, please have your way. Mm. I want to be as transparent as I can with my relationship with the Lord and, and, and just seek him first. Cause if I, if my relationship with him is not solid in the morning or at night, or at least trying to, mm-hmm. then I think I've missed the big boat. And I, and I don't, I know the common theme is my performance does not matter to God as much as my heart does and my heart posture toward him. And as I've been doing that, even in the last few months, I've seen God open up doors that there's no way I could work hard enough to have them come into my life. So, mm, wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's right out of scripture to seek first the kingdom and all things will be added to you. I mean, if we could all just pick one thing that we do and one scripture that we obey, because there's a, hundreds of them, but if we could pick one, that one would be probably sufficient. Like seek first the kingdom and all his righteousness and all things will be added to you. So, yeah, I'm with you. We got to seek him first. And at the first part of the day, uh, you know, it works best for me to pursue him first because that sets the table. If I don't, then I put me first and I'm out and I get distracted. I get tempted. I get off course, uh, you know, fear, impatience, all those things, sin kind of start to overwhelm me if I don't put him first and I don't get right with my heart to begin the day. Do you have a morning routine at all? Uh, kind of how you go about yeah. starting your day? So one of the things I love doing and being fully transparent, I, I didn't get around to doing this this morning. So what I do is I, I don't set myself up for an unrealistic standard, mm-hmm. but I have like, for example, um, I call them war times. Mm-hmm. W stands for worship. A stands for anointing through prayer. And R stands for reading of the word or listening to the word. If you guys like audible, like me. And I can either do that in my own time in my room or go for a walk. And, and sometimes just hearing the word or praying, listening to worship is more potent for me if I'm walking and moving. Yeah. Um, so that would be more of my routine. And 
my, my 10-year goal is that every morning I am looking forward to being in the word, not only in the morning, but at night. But that's not a reality right now. So what I what I've done is I say, okay, for this next quarter, I want to make sure I'm doing it 36 times or 48 times. I may have a bad week. Maybe I only do it twice mm-hmm. next week. Hey, all I know is I want to start make maybe I'll catch up for the last week. But my goal is I've got a commitment of 36 or 48 times that I'm going to have my war times with God. And if I don't, there's a consequence and there's a reward. We sometimes have to discipline the child that's inside of us yeah. because as a, as, as a child, sometimes, you know, you, you, you do, you do the right thing because your parents will hold you accountable. Sometimes as an adult, we don't hold ourselves accountable anymore. Mm-hmm. So therefore we're not doing the things we know are going to help us improve. And yeah. that includes even just time with the Lord. So I have accountability partners that hold me accountable to what I say. I want I want to grow 48 times spending time in the word in the mm-hmm. morning, you know, in this way. And if I don't do that, I've got to shave my head. That's one of my consequences uh-huh. for things. I got to shave my head. So if you ever see me on a podcast, Uh-oh. shaved head, I missed out on something. <laughs> hey, come on. You got a, you got a too good a head of hair for that, man. Let's think of another consequence. And that's why I'm like, you know what? I, I And I appreciate that compliment. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to get <laughs> so my So you're going to hold in. to it. Yeah. Coming from a guy who needs to figure out ways to get more hair, not less hair. Um, all right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's figure out, let's figure out another one of these here. How about this? Finish the sentence. I could be more patient with. Technology. hundred percent. I, it's one of my, it's something I'm working on, but we are so used to this instant gratification, things being fast. I love multitasking. I, mm-hmm. I if I have to get something done and there's like a pause or the, the, the yeah. like if I'm filling out a form, like I got a ticket the other day for um, this was a couple months ago for parking in a garage that I paid for. But for whatever reason, the person didn't see the ticket and they gave me a ticket. And I felt so frustrated that somebody gave me a ticket. And then when I went online to try to pay it, it wanted you to upload the photo and it wasn't working. And then the thing timed out and I just had one delay after the other and it was technology. And I had to go to my room and just put my head in the pillow. And I was so like, God help me. I've got a problem. Like I need your help. (laughs) You pray for patience. He will give you problems. And that's it's right. like, so that's, that's the finish my sentence technology. That's hilarious. Cause on. you had to send yourself to your room talking about holding yourself accountable. You had to say self go to your room. You, you, you're, you had to bury yourself in your pillow. I was like, God, I'm about, a, I'm at a breaking point. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like a comedy show. Is there a, is there a yeah. camera right now? Cause the, everything is going wrong right now with technology. Yeah. This isn't, this is a joke. <laughs> I mean, speaking of what's not a joke is I, I think in those little times like that, and I know it's super simple and, and trivial, but I believe spiritual warfare comes in all shapes and sizes. And I mm-hmm. believe when things are just piling on in a moment or a season, I believe that there's an enemy we can't see. I know that's a fact. And I don't attribute everything. I don't attribute every bad thing to the devil did it or whatever. But I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying whenever you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, whenever stuff like that and it's little things, it's big thing. If it's all at once dogpiling, I just kind of have to stop and go, nope. I know what's happening right here. Okay. There's like this, this like this dark thing over me right now. And I'm going to speak against it. I'm going to resist it. I'm going to engage in battle in this moment and pray it out. And then I had that happen when we were, we had lost, this has happened multiple times. We lose, if we lose something, kids lose something that's important. We lose a key or we've misplaced our debit card. We've had this stuff happen where we've lost. 
And, and we've had them happen all in little clusters before. And I'm telling you, when we pray it out, we find those things and we just stand against whatever. And I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm just, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think about spiritual warfare? What do you think about, is that real in those little moments where you just feel like you can't win and it just keeps piling on you? Well, the first thing that we, I, I absolutely believe in spiritual warfare, yeah. I know yeah. it's there, but sometimes, um, we can forget about it and we can think, oh, well, we just need to solve this problem. And we get so caught up in it. The enemy, one of his greatest tactics is to distract us. Yeah. And what I've seen with some friends of mine, they don't even believe some, some friends of mine don't even believe that there's a devil. Mm-hmm. And that's that, what a great tactic of the enemy for mm-hmm. you to not even think that he's there opposing you, mm-hmm. opposing the plans that God has put in your life. They just believe in God. But yeah. then I, I, you know, I, I like challenging those people and say, well, even, demons believe in God, you know, like, right. but yet they still don't have relationship, but like if, so I think it goes along with your point, understanding the problem. If mm-hmm. you don't know you have a problem, then what are you going to do? And also for a lot of new Christians, I just had this the other day, a friend of mine was saying, as I'm kind of doing my thing, doesn't really experience much spiritual activity opposition, but as she starts maybe getting connected into the right groups or yeah. starting to realign herself with what God's telling her to do his, his way over our way, then you start to see that opposition that can freak some people out. Mm-hmm. And l- unless you start identifying it, that it's a spiritual attack. And then you realize you have authority to overcome that. Like literally yesterday I was at a friend's house and we, we literally, uh, a friend was opening up about, having issues with spiritual activity and we just went in there and just took authority over that mm-hmm. because some people we they don't know how to deal with that and yeah. you and, and I God loves childlike faith with authority speaking against any evil entity and sometimes mm-hmm. even naming it what it is to no longer have its tie there and and going through the room and figuring out hey God I may not know what it is, but God, we rely on your Holy Spirit who knows yeah. everything. Give me an answer. Give this person an answer to remove these things that may provide a gateway for the enemy. Sometimes you just don't know. That's why we truly need each other. Yeah. And we can see more breakthrough, but I 100% believe in yeah. and, and I'm, warfare. I wish you could see my outline because, you know, you prayed before we hit record the what people don't know. And so I did not have this in my outline. So there was a reason that I sort of. I don't usually go off on tangents like that, but when you were thinking, when you were telling me about the whole technology and this and this and the parking thing and the ticket, I was thinking, whew, you know, I just felt like this heaviness over you in that moment. And, and, uh, I, I think we should it, kind of introduce new Christians to that concept early in their walk, because if they get on fire and we just show them all the bright, shiny, cool stuff, and then they do hit that bump in the road, they quit. And they give up and they're like, well, maybe I'm not saved or, okay, maybe there's not really a God or I'm just not good enough. And then they leave the faith. If we kind of go right into them and go, hey, this is what you're going to deal with. Here's scripture to back it up. Here's what authority we have. There's forces and powers of darkness in a supernatural realm. I can't explain it to you. You'll understand it, but don't quit when that happens. You pray against it. We have authority. 
we overcome. And so I wish we could just go right into new believers and do that. And we, and we should. Um, all right. So I'll get off the pulpit now. Um, but I will, uh, I'll go into my, no, I love it. You, we, it's, it's a tag <laughs> team, you know, let's, I mean, I, I guess love going the, off, off I, I know who doesn't have a place here, right? The devil. Um, so <laughs> for the sake of this, complete the sentence. Here's another one. Growing up, I wish someone would have told me. I love those. Um, Growing up, I wish somebody would have told me that I, the first thing that came to mind is that people in my life aren't always going to have the answer or the solution for what's best for me. Mm. Uh, and I think it's so easy for somebody, especially somebody like myself growing up in the church, you're just, you know, it's very easy to go to a mentor, go to maybe a pastor or your parent and ask mm -hmm. them for advice. Maybe they're not the best person for it. Maybe mm. you need to trust in a God that sometimes you can't see with your physical eyes and tap into the faith realm. Because I've had a lot of answers in my life come from waiting, come from God not answering a prayer to develop perseverance and maybe just to teach me a lesson. Maybe what I wanted was not what was best for me and to trust that God knows what's best for me mm. and realizing I've got to trust in his timing so really encouraging me that God sometimes doesn't always have to answer. Maybe, maybe he just wants you to know that you're loved and not that he's too busy to give you an answer, but a lot of this stuff is in the Bible already. And he wants you to just be a good steward of the time he's given you. He wants you to mm -hmm. use the gifts you, he's given you, like your mm -hmm. eyes and your, your, your mind to read and to mm -hmm. apply yourself. Because at the end of your life, you know, it could be like, Hey, why didn't you read? I told you, you, you knew that this was the word of God. Why didn't you read it? And that yeah. could be an instant conviction for me. It's like, wow, I had every excuse to, I didn't. Am I truly being obedient? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like what David said, even David, great man of God, but at the end of his life, he got complacent. A lot of us in today's day and age are very complacent. We're very comfortable. Our dreams die. God wants us to prosper. He wants us to focus mm -hmm. on a big kingdom. Our dreams will die in our comfort zone. So what, what, what David did when he was in his comfort zone, he messed up. And what David did to reverse that is he prayed. He just threw up his hands and said, Lord, renew a right spirit within me. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, if we get overwhelmed and we feel like we're failing, say, God, just help me to understand your ways. Clear me out, God. Allow me to realize that my life is not about going to my job and doing this or all these obligations or I'm so busy. One of my friends told me that being busy is a curse word. <laughs> they, they said it's like, they don't yeah. like using that. They say, we like to be intentional about everything we do because we, yeah. God's given us dominion. We have authority to do things and not to do things. We're not passive. Mm -hmm. And, and I just think, God, what matters most to him? If I really think about it is not the program I'm creating or this or that those may be tools, but at the end of the day, God wants us to feel loved and valued every single day, knowing that we are loved and valued by Jesus. And we may not feel loved and valued by other people. We, in fact, yeah. we may not even feel loved and valued by God at times, but we have to like know it that we may not feel it, but know it and trust that he does yeah. because we, we have to lean not on our own understanding, but on his mm -hmm. and, and know that there, there, the answers are going to come eventually it will happen. And, and God's with us. Yeah. the entire way. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. No, I definitely co-sign uh, that perspective. Um, 
yeah, it's not always about seeking out the person, you know, and, and hold, propping man and his wisdom up while those are good things to have people who are wise in your life, but it's not always the absolute answer. And so seeking him, seeking God versus somebody you really maybe respect down the street or in your job or your parent or whatever. Yes, they're valuable, but they don't always have the absolute truth or answer for you. So yeah, uh, it's right there in the owner's manual. Um, <laughs> you know, he provided the, the answers to the test for us. So we just gotta, we just gotta yeah. kind of read between the lines sometimes. And just the um, other thing I, I was going to just mention is, yeah. is knowing that we, we are just, you know, we can feel that love from him and we don't always have to be performing for that love to that. That's, that's super important. And then to know that mm -hmm. all of the things that we think we need to do may be different just to ask ourselves, God, if any of these, if we have an open heart to say, God, if what I'm doing today is going to be contrary to what you want me to do, help me see it. Stop me in my tracks. And maybe I need to open up my eyes to see my kid or see somebody or somebody who's yeah. calling me to say, you know what? That person needs me. I think God could care more about that than all the other things you're building for his church or his kingdom. Yeah. If God wanted that to be your priority. So I'm just challenging because you know, we've all heard of the classic pastor who is a great pastor, but at home, mm -hmm. it's not good. You sure. know, so steward the people that are in your influence to the best of your ability. But sometimes if you don't have everybody, if you're calling everybody and they're not answering, maybe it's a time for yeah. God to just overwhelm you with that love and to say, God, I don't know how that works, but please help me learn that because there will be times in your life that you don't have your friends. You don't feel that yeah. comfort. That they're not calling you or they may give you bad advice to know yeah. how to receive that love. So anyway, that's, that's right. what I wanted that's to right. say. Yeah, no, that's right. That's good. And I mean, so you've transitioned a little bit, but you've been, I mean, in front of a camera quite a bit, um, been on television shows. You've been a host, uh, you're a guest host. Uh, I, you know, film uh, about to be television. It sounds like TV show potentially, uh, man, why, like, what about this acting thing kind of went off in you? Like, how did you, were you just a kid that was always like, putting on a show or were you did something happen in your life that you just kind of said, that's my springboard into acting. Like, how did you get into it? Why did you get into it? Take us through some of that journey to where you, you know, your professional life. I think to, to put it simply, I wanted more affirmation growing up and mm. I didn't get as much affirmation. You, you could have had the best parents in the world, but mm. I felt like I just needed more affirmation and I didn't get as much as I wanted. So I would, I grew up trying to make people laugh, even at my own expense, making fun of myself or being annoying or trying to do something, you know, somewhat stupid just to get a laugh and feel affirmed. Mm -hmm. We all want to feel appreciated. And I went about that in so many wrong ways. And like, even in middle school, man, I remember people calling me annoying in mm -hmm. the yearbook. Hey, you were annoying, but Hey, I'll see you next year. I'm like, man, eventually reflecting. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. But I looked at acting as a way of being appreciated and also being appreciated for maybe playing a character that most people couldn't see me playing. And mm. I thought, wow, that would be kind of cool. Maybe, maybe that'll make me feel better. I also enjoyed it, you know, behind the scenes work and also working towards something. But then when I was in it for a while, I realized you know what? I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life because most of life is about the journey. It's not the destination. I, there's no guarantee I'll ever make it 
to the big screen. And most importantly, because I've done some projects where it's made it to the big screen, but I've but as far as doing as a at a, at a as a successful career, that's even more rare. So mm-hmm. I was like, God, what do you want me to do? And I just made a choice. I really felt like God gave me a piece about being a host and pursuing that and being able to go off script. And so that's what I'm venturing off into. But acting, commercials, those are all great. And I, I it's a part of my background, but I feel like I've transitioned. Just like every professional athlete or every professional bodybuilder will eventually one day not be able to pick up a hundred pound dumbbell. We're all going to transition throughout life. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just, I learned, Hey, I learned what being on camera is like it. it I'm using it to my advantage now with media, different media projects, but it, I don't look at it as a failure. It's just an opportunity for me to learn something from it, get better, encourage other people if they feel called to be yeah. in that or caution them on, Hey, if you're in fitness, if you're in entertainment, Make sure you know why you're in it and are you using it for good? And yeah. do you know why you're using it? Or are you being manipulated to do things just because it's maybe a good opportunity or it makes you feel good? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that feel good that aren't necessarily good for our soul, aren't good for maybe in alignment with what's ultimately our full potential. Gentlemen, let me take a step away from the conversation real quick to let you know of a new resource I have just published. The link will be in the show notes to purchase it. But if you've ever felt like you didn't quite understand the spiritual battle in the supernatural realm that we fight in daily, the Bible talks about powers of darkness, demonic forces, evil and good, darkness and light. We are at war spiritually. If you haven't ever quite fully comprehended that or understood how to approach that battle and tactically, strategically engage in that war, I've created a simple handbook guidebook roadmap that is straightforward simple short but it's extremely useful and might serve you in this battle of spiritual warfare it's called operation 333 the little black book on strategic spiritual warfare grab a copy today share it with somebody that you know that is maybe you can do a bible study together with it maybe it can be a resource for small groups give it to somebody they're priced very competitively you should be able to buy a handful of those and then give them away to your friends i might actually have a drawing for those that email me i can draw your name and send you a free copy but email me at lastinlineleadership at gmail.com i hope it serves you let's get back to the conversation with our great guest here at last in line podcast yeah and and did 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 the acting come before the Ninja Warrior appearance, or was it vice versa? Tell me about that, because that's a pretty cool. I mean, not everybody can say they they've done that, and and I know you're a fitness guy, and maybe that was just always a goal of yours. I don't know if you're a CrossFit guy, but yeah, take me through that. Did, like, did you was that kind of always this aspiration of I'm going to go do this extreme fitness television show, and I'm just going to go all out that direction? Okay, so. Uh, I started off, I've always been a monkey. I've always loved climbing things and doing things outside the box. Or if somebody says, hey, you can do this. Well, what if we did it this way? So I'd always improvise my workouts. And I didn't really start working out until I was like 13, 14. And it was because I was in, Mm. I was in, well, 12, 13. I was in middle school and saw this guy have bumps on his stomach and girls liked it. And then I realized those are called abs and Mm. you did sit-ups and you you did some push-ups and then you get them. 
So I started yeah. doing that. It was like one of my motivations, like, wow, well, that's kind of cool. If that's cool, I want that. And then realized it gave me one of my big motivators in working out is that it wouldn't limit me from doing things. So I realized the more I worked out, it was kind of fun. I switched it up all the time. And I realized I was capable of doing things, climbing things that most people couldn't do. They were limited by it. So I love the freedom that I had. One of my core values, one of my core values is freedom over fear. Yeah. So the more I exercise my body, the stronger it'll become, the more resilient it can, it can be. Um, but I, I never thought of Ninja Warrior until somebody, several people over the years, as the show became more popular, said, you should audition for Ninja Warrior. I've never auditioned for any show until season eight. Somebody said, hey, the auditions are coming up in a couple of weeks. You should audition. And I thought, you know what? I'll do it because just prior to that, my brother got me a, a, a Christmas gift to go to a Ninja Warrior gym. And I've never even heard of a Ninja Warrior gym. So I went there and I was like, wow, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And I was natural. And I used those clips to submit for the show. And out of over 100,000 people that can, who compete to try to get on the show, I got on. They liked my story. And it became a platform. So God used that. And But it was during that time. It was actually uh, before I got on Ninja Warrior, I was... I was in, I started pursuing the fitness industry eight years prior to that um, because I thought if I'm going to become an actor, who, what actor do I look up to? I, I was like, Brad Pitt's a great actor, you know, and he got to start doing modeling and fitness, Thelma and Luis. And I thought, well, hey, if I can be the best at fitness, I can maybe get a better start into acting. So I did some of that, did some commercials, did some film, studied with some people, took private lessons and and then eventually would audition for a lot of things. And most of it, you get rejected and some yeah. of them you make. And then, so that's, that's kind of how it all happened. That's, and <laughs> That's cool. No, I mean, just listening to you talk about your growing up and just climbing and doing all the different risky stuff. I mean, sounds like that show, that type of warrior, you know, ninja warrior thing was made for you. So it, it makes a lot of sense that you qualify for that. Um, man, uh, so, you know, this is a leadership podcast, obviously, and we talk about servant leadership and a lot of people have different definitions of that, um, what it looks like to them, maybe people that they looked up to as being those character traits of a leader that they really admired. So maybe take me through your thoughts on servant leadership, leadership in general, maybe people that you looked up to that did what I just said, that maybe exhibited those traits that you really admired as a leader and, and tell us kind of what you think of yourself as a leader. Yeah, um, I would say so when I started surrounding myself with people at a young age, I started overcoming fears because somebody challenged me in them. And nobody really challenged me in my fears when I was growing up because I wasn't in the right circle. Um, and I think your circle of influence is very important because they'll either keep you the same They'll either you know raise you up or they'll maybe drag you down. And I remember at a young age, I was inspired by looking at freedom in other people's lives. Like for example, if somebody was swimming in the ocean, because I had a huge fear of sharks back then, somebody swimming in the ocean or surfing, I was like, how do they do that? Don't they know there's sharks out there? They experienced mm -hmm. a level of freedom I couldn't believe, but I couldn't deny that they had more freedom than I currently had. So it was surrounding, so it was eventually realizing what do I want to do in life? And what are those people that are successful in that area? Who are they? And what is their mind? Like, what is their 
what is the, what is their mindset? Where's their mindset? And how does that tie into their relationship with God? And I, it doesn't mean you, you know, if I don't have the same core values and, and with faith with somebody, I can't take their perspective. You know, it's just learn from people that are producing excellence in that area of life. And it was only several, you know, I'd say maybe five years ago is when I really started surrounding myself with people that are just stewarding things with excellence. And I would get to know, what do you think? And then I heard about masterminds and people who are surrounding themselves and they pay to be mm -hmm. around people. I'm like, why do you do that? Why can't you just have friends? Well, why do people, why do people have books and they put it up for sale? Everybody yeah. needs money. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but sometimes there's a, there's a price to everything. Jesus, the, the cost like of, of our, of our freedom was not free. It may yeah. be free to us, but there was a cost paid. Everything has a price. Are we sacrifice? Are we are we sacrificing our time, our money to grow? And I think sometimes people move to be in better environments. Some people pay to be in the circle of people that mm -hmm. don't have time to do everything for free, but they need to provide mm -hmm. for their own family. So I started investing in a mastermind and being around people who challenged me to read. And I was like, oh, this is how you learn. And I, I didn't realize all these things. Mm -hmm. And they would challenge me and bring me up to call me up to a higher standard and say, Hey, you said you would be here at this time. I said, yeah, I was here. I was like a minute late. You were late. You know, a white lie is still a lie. And I was like, this is so critical, but they were trying to teach me you're if you want to be a man of your word, hold yourself to that and, yeah. and not overlook some of the things in the Bible that are very clear, but we overlook, we excuse it. But people who operate at a high level of leadership, they they hold they're they're held at a different standard. With great power comes great responsibility, mm -hmm. and so my best advice is look look surround yourself with people you want to be like, and figure out how they think. Be in the room with those people, and a lot of times, if you can just serve them freely and say, "Hey, how can I serve you? I look up to you." Don't just ask. They're like, "Hey, how can I get this from you? Or how can I learn from you? Yeah. I want to be your mentor. You know, like I want to be your mentee." I want you to be my mentor. A lot of times they're going to be overwhelmed. Just say, Hey, how can I serve you? How can I, how can I grow from you? And, and, and I want to serve and it can provide some amazing opportunities. God gave, you know, he loves, so he gave, so give first. It provides you an open door to say, Hey, I'm stewarding what I have. I'm giving something that I have. And then your hands are open to maybe receiving something more. Yeah. No. And, and how old are you? I haven't, haven't asked I'm 37. You. 37. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, you, you've obviously been in some sort of form of leadership. Um, you, you have a, I mean, you do a show, you do a podcast, um, that I see and pretty regular. Uh, so you're leading by sharing stories. And I think that's what I feel like I'm trying to do is, you know, spotlighting people like you or spotlighting people that are leading in, in, in faith and in hard areas, right. Doing hard stuff. Um, you've obviously done your share of challenging things and overcoming fear. Uh, can you give us an idea of, cause you're, I think your profile even says fear overcomer, maybe uh, something to that degree. Do you have an example of overcoming fear and, and you don't get to use the shark thing since you already referenced it. So yep. I'm sure you're going to mention yep. that because you probably swim in the ocean now, but uh, what, give us an example of maybe something that you, we're fearful of that you did overcome and how did you overcome it? 
Yeah. And I, and I, I love being vulnerable. Like I, I, I tell people, I don't want to be the guy speaking on a stage or a platform like this and, and telling people the same story that happened several years ago. I believe you constantly need to be growing. And one of the things that uh, just recently that I had to realize for myself, and there was a fear, was I had a fear of asking for help from people when I felt like it would inconvenience them. Yeah. So if I needed help with something and I knew somebody was qualified to help me in it, I felt like I needed to pay for that service or barter. But what if they were a friend? I don't want to, I don't want to ask them because it would be an inconvenience. And then I realized, you know what? My true friends will delight in offering me help. Yeah. You know, they, they, they do. And I didn't value myself enough to even ask because I was so afraid of what they might say. And I realized, wait a minute, I'm for God's kingdom. People, God will put people in my life and maybe God put those very people to help me. And I'm not even using the, the gifts that God's put, put in my life to help me because of some weird limiting belief. So mm -hmm. I had to, I had to, I had somebody confront me on that and say, Hey, I want you to, you know, in this one area, I want you to call five of those people, the ones that make you like shake a little bit, like, Oh, you don't want to ask them for help. They're going to be too busy or that, but at least you asked, man, to my surprise, two of them were busy, but three of them, but they wanted to help. And then three of them were like, Hey man, I'd, I'd be happy to help. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing in my life, man? I'm like in my own, like, <laughs> I'm like doing so many things alone where I could, I could do things better with other people. So that was like a very simple fear. Not everything has to be like overcoming the fear sure. of sharks or sure, heights sure. or something like that, where a lot of people feel like that's what I do, but it's more of the, what's the thing that you're stuck in that would help you so much more in life. Yeah. And I like coming up with fun activities to help people with that. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's I, I actually have suffered from that exact thing. And, and I don't even never really thought of it as being a fear, but it's more of one of those, like, they've got a lot going on, man. I don't want to be yeah. just another thing on their list to do, or man, we all have struggles. Nobody needs to hear mine. Like they've got their mm -hmm. own. Right. And so, but I think about flipping the script because I know in your situation, if someone, you would jump at the chance to help somebody and, and I would 100%. too. And so when we flip it, we're like, who am I to say they wouldn't want to help me? Just like they wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to say that about me. Well, I don't want to call John. He wouldn't help me. I wouldn't want someone to say that. So why am I putting them in that shoe? So I, I agree with you, man. I've, I've been in that situation, but I've, I think I've gotten a little better, especially when it comes to like, things around the house. Like I'm getting better. I'm not a big handyman guy, but I've got a friend that is, and man, I'll call him with the dumbest question. Um, and he's right there every time he's faithful. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Somebody might need to get over that maybe. And I think it's pride. I mean, I know it's pride. So for those yeah. listening right now that are suffering with anything in that vicinity, you're suffering from pride. You try to say that you're humble and you try to pretend like you're being this, you're doing a service for that other person, but really it's about your pride and you don't want to look dumb or you don't want to appear vulnerable. So I'm saying, let go of that anyway, or Justin, yeah. sorry, Justin's saying, let go of that. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, no, that's great. Yeah. No. It's you, we, we all, we all need help, man. And it's, it's, I, I love knowing you, you're exactly right. Like I would go above and beyond to try to help somebody but at the same time, realize that we all need boundaries. You need to know what mission, what direction you're heading, because if you're not, if you're saying yes to everything, you are naturally saying no to other things. So yeah. there may be seasons where somebody is busy, but 
you're going to find out if they're your friend or not, because yeah. are they helping you out in some area or not? Or the, the way we love God should be unconditional, but yet we're human. It's going to be conditional to some extent. Our goal is to try to love the way he loves us unconditionally. Yeah. So let's serve that way as well. Give without expecting something back. But if you have a contract, be a man or woman of your word. Yeah. So that's, and that, good. And that's it. So that's good, man. Well, uh, so respectful of your time, I know the the hurricane was coming towards you, but you guys are a little or mostly unscathed, I would think, and you, everything's good. And and prayers for the people that were in the path that have been affected by it, of course. Uh, but before I let you go, man, I wanted to ask, give me uh, kind of a something with some meat on it when it comes to men and masculinity and things you see in the world. I mean, you're on the coast of the country that is right in the middle of I, I'm going to generalize here. I'm so pleased. Oh geez. I'm going to rub some feather, rough some feathers here, but that's okay. If you don't rough it enough, maybe yeah, I'll rough yeah. it even yeah, more. No, so so okay. you're, you're right in the middle of the woke culture. You're right in the middle of almost every lifestyle that exists over mm -hmm. on the left side. And so it's good to have a refreshing voice over there. So yeah, you might have to stay put for a little bit just to kind of, help out with the cause. But for men in the world right now, men in the country specifically, feels like we are kind of going against it, right? Against the grain. We've got a little friction, some opposition out there. Um, godly men, of course, especially have that. So give guys listening right now, Christian men, give us an idea kind of what your what's your advice on, here's where we're missing it as men maybe, Here's where we can step up in this area as leaders in our home, leaders in the community, spiritually. Give us kind of a shot in the arm here before I let you go. Yeah, um, I would say, ask yourself, are you truly one of God's mighty warriors? Or are you just going through life saying, hey, I'm going to be saved. I'm going to have time with God. You have a very, if you truly believe in God and, and believe that you're saved by him and going to have an eternity with him, you got to realize this time on, on earth, the older you get, you're going to be more limited with what you can do. You have an opportunity to be one of God's mighty warriors in this life. Many are called, few are chosen. You can be a part of flipping that script and saying, God, I want to be one of your generals. I want to be one of your warriors yeah. for whatever that looks like. God, we, are the, we are the body. You can be a part of the big picture. There, God is no respecter of persons, but at mm -hmm. the same time, are you willing to use your gift? One pastor can, you know, a pastor can die, a mother can die and be before the Lord and be like, oh, well, hey, I did all this for you. God could say, yeah, that's that's good, but I asked you to do this. And a, a, a mother could be like, well, I didn't really do all that, but I poured everything I could into my children. That could have been exactly what God asked her to do. And God said, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. In fact, I used them to impact millions more than the other pastor. So yep. be obedient to what God tells you to do. You don't need to be a pastor. You, you spread the, the love of Jesus wherever you are, wherever you go, in the marketplace, everywhere. People ask me all the time, hey, why are you going to LA? Why are you going to California, San Diego? You know, I, I felt like it was, I, I felt it in my gut that the relationships alone would be worth it. And if a place is dark, there's confusion. There's clarity with God. I don't need to be the light. God is in me. It will naturally shine brighter in darkness. And if you're afraid to do it, Somebody's got to do it. Be yeah. a vessel willing to go out there. And I think at yeah. the end of our lives, God is going to ask us two things. Like, what did you do 
with your talents and how many people are behind you. Look at yeah. the fruit in your life. Are there people getting closer to God or are they not? Do they yeah. even know you're a Christian? If not, then then I don't really think that matters. The one thing God asked you to do is the Great Commission. Yeah. If you're not bringing people up, and here's the thing, there is an anointing in people's lives if they're a believer to encourage other believers. One of my missions is having a heart for the non-believer, to love them where they're at. Jesus yeah. didn't just say, hey, follow me. He met yeah. them where they're at. they were at. He had a bridge. Love them. Love these people and say, hey, I care about you. And then ask the Holy Spirit to guide you on how to navigate yeah. through that conversation. It's yeah. not a numbers game. God's like, love them. And then when they love, when they feel that love, maybe, maybe, just maybe you'll yeah. earn a right to have an influence in their life. And the last thing I'll say is being, uh, being on mission to serve God's kingdom is a battlefield. If you mm -hmm. are not being attacked in your life, I can almost guarantee you, you are not, there's, there's seasons, but you're not on the offense. Yep. When you are on the offense, you are moving toward a target and there's an enemy that is affecting in order to love. You must also know how to hate, because if there are people in your life that are on the evil side and, and the enemy, it's not people, it's the enemy. Yeah. But you need to know you need to hate the enemy. God in the Bible, he says it's it's OK to hate, hate yeah. the enemy. <laughs> like, yeah. And know that that is going against all the good. There are people in your life that are not saved. You should not like that. There's nothing yeah. lovable about that. So you have to fight that. And on the offense, the enemy, it knows you're a threat. So he's going to be attacking you with darts. Yeah. That's, that shows you you're on the offense. But if you're just going good. through life and comfortable, you're probably going to be yeah. very comfortable. And I think, he, I think Paul Washer said it best, a great, great speaker. He said he wants to leave this earth with scars. And it's not easy. That's why it's great to have families, be able to have a close circle to help nurture you back from battlefield you don't always need to be fighting but know that when you yeah. are fighting which will be to the very end of your life you just you need to know that it's it's not going to be an easy life but it is yeah. going to be worthwhile and you're going to have peace even through storms that you are doing the right thing and you're going to have the fruit that says wow this person came out of this lifestyle this person is now yeah. drawing closer to the lord this person is like asking you hey how do i become in the right bubble with right. you and god they're going to ask you and That's you're great. going to have freedom in your life and you're not going to feel hypocritical. You're not going to feel overwhelmed because God's burden is light. His yoke mm -hmm. is easy. You're going to That's feel good. the calling, but sometimes you need to exercise the Sabbath and rest. Yeah. So anyway, I no, I hear you. No, I, I was just, I was thinking about when you're saying that I'm thinking, you know, the most successful people, especially in sports usually have a target on their back. And so when we are accomplishing more for the kingdom, that's the bigger target that's on our back of the enemy. And I've heard people say, when you hit another level spiritually, you experience another devil, right? And so he ups his game as we up ours. If you don't feel that heat from the enemy, chances are you need to up your game. Chances are you need to get in the fight. Chances are you need to get more intentional at engaging in what's going on around you in the kingdom because the more successful people are – in winning those souls into the kingdom, the bigger the target is on our back by the enemy. And as long as we acknowledge that, we can fight it, we can overcome him, and we have the authority to be victorious over him. So, yeah, to your point, I think we got to, if you feel like everything's going just rosy and you don't feel any attacks, you might need to re-examine some things you're doing because you're maybe not in the fight like you think you are. So, um, man, it, 
tell us where we can go to support you or to follow you or to just maybe hire you if there's a service out there. Tell us where we can help you out. Yeah, honestly, um, I, I love serving. I, I am on a mission to help people overcome fear and to step out of a life of complacency. And it starts with knowing that you have you are loved and valued by Jesus. And if you don't know that yet, hey, I, I, I'm open to be able to answer different questions. Uh, but there's freedom on on the other side of whatever is stopping you. I'm in the process of developing a, a coaching program and also hopefully a show that if God wants to bless it, can allow me to highlight more of what I'm doing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I would say the best way to contact me right now would be on Instagram, send me a DM. And then eventually, mm -hmm. if you want to be able to get closer into what I'm doing, I know I look forward to having more in-person events yeah. and then also coaching opportunities where I can like walk you through, hey, this these are some of the, the personal development techniques and, and, and tools that I've learned over the years of all that I've invested in. Mm -hmm. And then these are the scriptures that back up what I believe. These are the tips on how to overcome fear in this area, this area, relationships. Mm -hmm. And one other thing, just to mention, you talked about targets. I do want mm -hmm. to mention this. Your target, uh, if you're if God loves you, there's a target. If you get married or want to pursue a relationship, mm -hmm. you will have an even greater target because that two eventually will be, become one you have an even greater capacity to reach people, a greater capacity of love, because if God loves mm -hmm. both of you and you both are combined, that's a greater source of love. Like you become a more powerful team. You become mm -hmm. a more powerful force against the enemy. It's good. So that target's going to be larger. So just want to just encourage you guys, if you guys are struggling with something, especially, I just want to extend this. If you guys are struggling through something like singleness and really struggling through that, feel free to send me a DM and yeah. I'd be, I'd be happy to, to, to either link you to somebody directly, or if I feel led to be able to pray over mm -hmm. you and your situation, um, because God will lift a lot of things off you from that. But yeah, it's an right. honor just being here just to share what God, whatever he wants to speak yeah. to me. Dude, you're the man. Uh, it, I knew it wouldn't disappoint. Uh, all your work I've been watching from a distance, man, I, I can see your heart, can see your authenticity and I, and you brought it today. And, uh, that's what I love about it is that, you're no different here than you are on your show than probably you are at the grocery store. So man, it's been an honor to meet you audience. He's been Justin Mayno. We've been last in line. Be blessed. <laughs>